0: Welcome to Primordial Path. My name is Casey, and I'm your guide on this podcast, which is dedicated to exploring ancient meditation and healing practices. We'll examine them through an accessible modern lens and discover how they can profoundly impact your life, your body, your mind, your soul, your energy. So stay tuned. Here we go. Hello and welcome back. Last week, we talked about the Yamas, which were the first of the eight limbs of Patanjali's Eight Limbs of Yoga. So this week, we're on to limb number two, which is all about the Niyamas. Now, as a refresher, the Yamas are the social codes or self-restraints to to live by. They are Ahimsa, non-violence, Satya, which is truth, Asteya, honesty, Brahmachyara, self-restraint, and Apahigraha, non-attachment. So this then puts the niyamas as rules of conduct for the self, the individual, for you. Consider them your personal practice items that will prepare you for spiritual ascension. Just like the yamas, they will allow the mind to be free from conflict and to put you into a harmonious state so that you can begin to reach the higher states of consciousness that we have been speaking about. So just like the yamas, there are five niyamas that we will take you through. Number one, saucha, which is purity. This is purity of the body, the mind, and the breath. In the simplest form, you are what you eat, you are what you think, and you are what you do. Cleanse the body, both internally and externally, to enact this niyama. From the most simple perspective, wash the body daily, multiple times per day, if you are becoming unclean. So if you're going to the gym, if you're working out, wash your body. It's the food and drink that we consume as well. It has to be clean, pure and nutritious. How can we focus on higher states of mind when the body is so consumed with breaking down bad foods or with indigestion, reflux, things like that? Also, never go to bed without washing away the day that has been. We don't want to sleep in our impurity, in our dirt, in our bed. This is where we're sleeping. We want this area to be clean. That also means wash your sheets regularly. So this purity of cleanliness then extends to your space, your home. Cleaning the bed linens, as I said, cleaning your towels regularly. Cleaning your floor, dusting, bathroom, etc. Decluttering. Now this goes back to the yama of apahigraha, non-attachment. Get rid of stuff. There's a saying in yoga, a messy mat is a messy mind. So if we have too much mess or clutter, we cannot think clearly. Put things away, put them back, or get rid of them completely. Now, purity of the mind is a little bit trickier for some. This relates directly to your thoughts, thoughts for yourself and thoughts for others. Similar to the yama ahimsa, non-violence, as in we don't think harmful thoughts about ourselves or others. However, from this perspective, it's about not letting your thoughts run away with you, not getting stuck in your head or becoming paralyzed, unable to move forward because we're stuck on the thought process stuck in that feedback loop. We know what that is. So allow the thoughts to pass through us, but not become us. Allow your mind to become free from thoughts so that you can achieve these higher states of consciousness. Don't be concerned with lower thoughts like taking out the garbage. This should happen with little thought at all. Reserve your thoughts for considerations of how to achieve the higher states. Then from a breath perspective, deep breaths, slow breaths nasal breaths don't breathe through the mouth practicing pranayama in various states will have incredible benefits which we'll touch on later on number two santosha contentment it's absolutely vital that we as humans can develop a sense of contentment meaning being content with exactly where you are right now in your life in your day in your energy etc etc It's about being able to withstand anything that happens within your day without being deeply affected. Of course, things will affect you in some way, shape or form, but it's about the depth that you allow it to. Generally, people operate from a highly fluctuating level of stress. One moment we're happy, one moment we're sad. This is not sustainable and it's definitely not an ideal mind for meditating. And this is where contentment, santosha, comes into it. You could also look at it as gratitude. Do you have a gratitude practice yourself? It could be one of the most powerful practices that you can do. Start with finding one thing that you're grateful for each day. It could be that you got a seat on the busy bus this morning, or that you got to finish your warm cup of tea, or maybe the sun is shining and you can enjoy the rays of sunlight on your face. It doesn't have to be something grand. Keep it small and see how you go. Number three, tapas, austerity, or willpower. Be disciplined. Be disciplined. The mind can be like a kitten. It wanders from place to place with no real purpose, just looking for something shiny or something to play with. Don't be like the kitten. Get out of bed when you don't want to. Start your meditation practice. Stick to it. We've all heard the saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. And this is true for anything. Good things take time. And having the willpower or the self-discipline is necessary to be able to move forward and to start living the life that you have been dreaming of. Dreaming ain't doing. Another side of austerity is to consider, is honouring your word. Do what you say, not just to others, but to yourself. Number four, svadhyaya, or study of the self. How well do you know yourself? Start getting to know yourself. For example, when you are reactive to anything, ask yourself, why did I just get angry now? Or what is it about this that makes me frustrated? Notice how you react in various situations and around different people and different environments. Study yourself. This continual study of the self will lead to you finding out how your mind works, at least on a superficial level, and you'll become more aware of your triggers and how to avoid them or work through them. Once you've gotten the hang of the superficial self-study, because let's be honest, that should never stop, then we can move on to the study of the mind through our meditations, such as what visions, if any, do you see? Or are there colors or are there sounds? Don't suppress these things. Allow them to flow freely and spend time after your meditation sessions to assess what these may mean. Keeping a meditation journal is handy for this. Number five, Ishwara Prandahana. Another personal favorite, Surrender. Accept consequences with grace and let go of the ego. Constant practice of this will lead to a realization that our actions are merely a manifestation from our consciousness. Whoa. So connect to something greater than yourself. Call it what you will. Call it the universe, God, higher consciousness, intentions, enlightenment. Just surrender. The world has your back in the most purest of form. So... We don't need to master both the yamas and the niyamas for the magic to happen. We can simply start. Start with the smallest of steps and you're heading in the right direction. When we do this, everything else begins to flow. As the king from Alice in Wonderland said, begin at the beginning. So do that. Begin. But unlike the rest of that quote, don't ever stop.